0: Hey, what's up? Hey, friend. Thanks for coming over tonight. It's a great night for a campfire. The fireflies are out in force this summer. They're so surreal, like God's little flying organic LEDs. Yeah, that's the bullfrogs down at the creek. They're out in force tonight after the nice summer shower we had today. I'm telling you, my friend, it's going to be a good one. Hey, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I never get tired of saying that byline because that is our mission and I do everything I can to stick to that mission. Today's episode, we're in the middle of season seven, episode 143. The title, The Tattoo from Hell, subtitle, The Mark of the Beast. In centuries past, it would have been unheard of for refined women and men of all backgrounds to be tattooed. This modern fixation on the permanent scarring of the skin is headed somewhere. When the time for the branding of all lost people comes, there will already be an acceptance of the concept by many. When I was on staff of a megachurch, it was our practice to offer the people attending the worship service a time of response to the message preached by coming forward for prayer and commitments to salvation in Christ and other responses. As the worship music was playing, people would make their way to the front of the service in response. One Sunday morning, a woman who was known in the church came forward to pray with another woman. She knelt down with the woman at the stairs, the foot of the altar. She was wearing a pair of jeans and a shirt. She knelt down to pray, and her shirt moved up to reveal what is known in America as a tramp stamp, a large tattoo that covered the entire expanse across her lower back, just at the waistline. I was shocked. In the cultural past, a woman of care and prominence would not have had such a major scarring of the skin, especially in that location. It called attention to her in a promiscuous way. Sad. So this clamor to tat yourself with sleeves and tramp stamps or actually on your face like recording artist Post Malone here in the United States and boxer Mike Tyson, folks, it's a ramp up to the demand to be marred in a prominent place on your body in order to eat and sustain life. It will be a terrible thing that not only seals the individual permanently for the dominance, enslavement to Satan, and the Antichrist, it will also seal the person's eternal judgment by Almighty God. Listen to what Revelation chapter 13 verses 16 through 18 has to say. And today I'm reading from a different translation, the American Standard Version, because it is very accurate in regards to the way it portrays the Greek. Starting in verse 16. And he causes all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, and the free and the bond, that there be given them a mark on their right hand or upon their forehead, and that no man should be able to buy or to sell, save he that has the mark, even the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. He that has understanding, let him count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred and sixty-six. I'm going to use the five W's and how, that classic analysis tool that asks six questions whose answers are considered basic in information gathering or problem solving. They are often mentioned in journalism, research, and police investigations. According to the principle of the five W's and how, a report can only be considered complete if it answers these questions starting with an interrogative word. That first word is who, and we're talking about the tattoo from hell, the mark of the beast. Who, who will give it? It says, he causes all. It's referring to the second beast, the one we call the false prophet, and he will force the reception of the external sign of allegiance to the Antichrist. Notice, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, it is the false prophet who is the bad guy in all of this. He does the dirty work and takes the heat. Remember, Satan had always wanted the worship of others. He so wants to be revered as God. He wants to be liked. So all of the killing and starvation and control comes from the false prophet and the image of the beast brought to life. Who will receive it? All lost people on the planet will allow their bodies to be marked. The implied use of force says that though all receive, not all will receive gladly. It's interesting that the Greek word translated here, the small, it actually has to do with not only diminutive in size, but the little one, the child. Isn't it interesting, so many times when we think about those receiving the mark of the beast, we think about adults, but dear friend, at the very end, every living person on the planet is going to receive the mark of the beast, including little children. And the great, it's a comparative. So not only the young, but the old. Not only the small, but the great. And the rich and the poor. So folks, the well-to-do and the pitiful. In George Orwell's 1984 dystopian novel, The All-Powerful Reach of the Party, abdicates its strangling clutch on one class of people called the proles. The proles are free because the party doesn't believe they have any revolutionary potential. As the proles aren't deemed to represent a threat to the authorities, they're given a far greater degree of freedom than any other group in society. In Hugo Chavez's dictatorship in Venezuela, there was a group of people who, like the proles of 1984, were left alone, those who lived deep in the jungle along the Colombian border. He had nothing to do with them. They lived in isolation, and he left them alone. Mark this down. When the false prophet comes to power, he will subject all people to the allegiance of the first beast, the Antichrist, even the undesirables, as someone has used in recent political history. But not only it talks about the little and the big, it also says the free and the bound. Who are we talking about? Who are those who are going to be forced to take this mark? It says the free and the bound. The free... Those who until now are not under anyone's control, those who are socially and politically free, they have self-determination, they're free, independent, not bound, but also the bond, the slaves. This word means a slave, a servant, one who serves in obedience to another's will. At the end of the world, slavery still exists. For all the clamor about freedom by all the special interest groups in the United States and abroad, at this very moment, almost the entire world is held in some form of slavery. The remaining countries who once were considered free democracies are being led, some willingly, into overt slavery with the control of their basic choices in life being mandated and forced upon them. In the end, all people end up slaves to Satan and his earthly agent of terror, the false prophet, and his man, the Antichrist. So we've answered the question, who, but what? It says, and there will be given a mark. The word for mark here in the Greek language is karagma which means a mark, a stamp, engraved, etched, branded, cut, imprinted, a brand on a horse, a brand on an animal, a stamp on a document, a serpent's bite, an impression on coins. All variations on the original use of the word are always negative. It is a means of subduction, dominance, and reduction. In plain terms, Satan brands his followers like an animal. Some things it won't be, it will not be electronic. Mark that down, dear friend. It will not be electronic. It will not be a removable chip. It will not be a barcode. It will not be transmissible by the internet. It will be a permanent and unremovable scarring of the skin. It will force all people to show up in person at the point of sale or purchase and show themselves in person. It will require personal evaluation and clear detection that it is not false or forged. That is what the mark is. In plain and simple terms, it's going to be a tat of some sort. The days of remote purchasing from the safety and seclusion of your recliner will be over. Every time you need something to eat or you want to sell something, you will have to present yourself and show your mark. And not only will it be a tattoo, but it will be the name of the beast or the number of his name. When will this happen? Who, what, when? Chapter 13, verse 5 tells us it will be in the first half of the Great Tribulation period. Where will it be given? It will be given on their right hand or upon their forehead. The mark will be branded or tattooed on their right hand or their forehead. You've got to ask yourself, why would someone choose the forehead? To show super allegiance? They don't have a right hand? Isn't it interesting that some are going to opt to have the tattoo, the branding, right on the top of their forehead? The question why, why does this happen? Why is this happening? In verse 17, it says that no man should be able to buy or to sell save that he has the mark, even the name of the beast or the number of his name. Why is it given? The brand tattoo will be used as simple but extremely effective means of world control. Whoever controls the commerce of the world controls the world. Why would anybody allow themselves to be humiliated and mutilated in such a manner? either gladly or reluctantly. Here's why. Because of the false assumption that it is the only way to self-preservation, they adopt tunnel vision on the now of self-preservation. Mark 8, verse 36 asks the question, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Matthew 6, verse 25 says, Because of this I say to you, be not anxious for your life, what ye may eat and what you may drink, nor for your body, what you may put on it. Is not the life more than nourishment and the body than clothing? Only the word of God embedded in a person's life and their mind can enable one to stand against the powers of this world's system and its desires to own you. A second response to the question, why would anybody allow this? The lack of an eternal perspective. The world is devoid an eternal perspective of life found in the Holy Scriptures alone, where the true future of the bearers of the mark is revealed. The eternal perspective is this, found in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give it up for me, you will find it. John chapter 11, verse 25 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. That's the eternal perspective. And their real future is judgment and condemnation. So here we find the double-edged sword of the Lord that cuts both ways the result of their sealing to the man of sin, eternal absence through the loss of real self-preservation and salvation, and the eternal inclusion of the gain of special eternal condemnation and punishment. But how is this all going to happen? It all comes back to the Antichrist. Verse 18, it says, Here is wisdom. He that has understanding, let him count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. The number of a beast, the number of a man. And literally in the Greek, it's 666. Why the mystery of the number of his name? Is the number merely symbolic or is it specific or is it both? The bottom line, I think the number is specifically 666 and it specifically points to one man, the beast. It is his number. I don't think it symbolizes fallen humanity. I think it specifies the beast, the epitome of evil. John calls for us to calculate the number and then goes on to calculate the number for us. I don't believe there's any great mystery here. It is straightforward. It is hidden in plain sight. So the person will receive either the Antichrist's name or the number 666. There is no mystery. Friend, these words have been given by the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as a sober warning of this terrible totalitarian control to come under the God-planned, God-ordained rule of the Antichrist as an external manifestation of the eternal sealing of condemnation of lost man to unrelenting torture by molten hellfire. God has supernaturally given these prophetic writings ahead of time so that all people are without excuse. May you and I turn to God, give our lives to Him, and surrender to the eternal salvation found only in Jesus Christ, and have our lives sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of eternal redemption and rescue. May this be so for you and for me. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.